It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando magic, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 18th, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to do a quick recap of Nikola Vucevic's time at the NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend up in Charlotte. Talk a little bit about the impact and what it means to have Vucevic at the All-Star Game as well. This should be hopefully a quicker episode as I want to enjoy a little bit of my All-Star break as well, but didn't want to leave you in a lurch here with the Magic having a big moment, I think, in the sun with Vucevic participating in All-Star Weekend. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by logging on to iTunes and searching for the team you're looking for. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail. Want the Golden State Warriors perspective 
on Kevin Durant's All-Star MVP, you check out Locked On Warriors. Want the Milwaukee Bucks view of Giannis Antetokounmpo's fantastic turn in the All-Star game? Check out Locked On Bucks. And of course, you've got Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to serve your national and fantasy basketball needs as well. You can find them all on iTunes just by searching for Locked On and the team you're looking for. You can also find NFL, MLB, and college teams too. Again, that search on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for or tell your smart device in your car or at home to play podcast Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The All-Star game is not built for centers. Let's let's make that perfectly clear. Uh, especially first-time players who are, you know, still getting used to the bright lights and kind of being in a game with the very best players. And I think you could find if you go down the list of of big names and their first All-Star games, you'll find that they didn't necessarily shine the brightest. Shaquille O'Neal's first All-Star game with the Orlando Magic, his rookie year, so kind of frozen out sometimes. But his first All-Star game for the Orlando Magic saw him not play particularly well. 4 for 9 shooting, 14.7 rebounds. Pretty solid debut, actually. But again, not anything spectacular. In fact, his second All-Star game in 1994, 8 points, 10 rebounds as well. Well, He had 4 four blocks, but two for 12 shooting. So you can see that your first All-Star game, you kind of want to, you know, get used to the whole thing and and the whole atmosphere, and it's a different game. Let's be real. It's a completely different game. I mean, Dwight Howard, his first All-Star game, kind of like Shaquille O'Neal. His first All-Star game, he had 20 points, 12 rebounds. You know, kind of did what he does. Just finish around the basket uh, get rebounds, all that jazz. To be perfectly clear, that's not Nikola Vucevic's game. Nikola Vucevic's game does not lend itself well to the all-star setting. He's not a jumper or leaper, so you're not going to throw him lobs. He's not super athletic, so he's not going to run the floor with the guards. He's a pick-and-pop player. He's a traditional post-up player, and those guys don't have big all-star games. It also being his first time and also, you know, frankly, being one of the last guys selected to the team, it was not going to be a great showing statistically for Nikola Vucevic. Really what you wanted to see him do was go out there, have a little fun maybe, kind of do his thing, look for pockets to, to make an impact where he could, get comfortable, and see where the chips fell. Vucevic wasn't going to finish games. He wasn't going to do any of that stuff. If he got an open three, fantastic. If he got a chance to take a guy one-on-one, why the heck not? But that's not really Nikola Vucevic. At the end of the day, the All-Star game is sort of like a wrestling event. You're supposed to turn up the things that make you you to 11. And the things that make Nikola Vucevic Nikola Vucevic on a basketball floor is... Kind of the grindy stuff, his ability to to get attack the glass, get offensive rebounds, his ability to set screens. He's a really good screen setter, and and no one's playing defense in this game. So Nikola Vucevic played about twelve minutes in this game, scored four points, making both of his shots. He had two shots. His first shot was a really nice move, an All Star caliber move. He caught the ball along the baseline. Had had Carl Anthony Towns on his back, 
and he did a nice running hook, a very nice Kareem Abdul-Jabbar-style sky hook, or Dwight Howard-style running hook that, that Dwight used to do all the time when he was with the Magic, for a basket. It's a good, good basket. Got a lot to like about that. Otherwise, he was there trying to set screens. He was there trying to get himself open, but the scoring comes so quickly, the defense doesn't care enough to stop anyone going to the basket. Did he get any screen assists? Sure, but this wasn't his type of game. And the second half, I thought Vooch looked a lot more comfortable. It definitely seemed like the, the, the setting and the surrounding was a, lot, was a lot. And it seemed like he was just kind of soaking it in and enjoying it all. And the second half, he looked a lot more comfortable. Got a few more rebounds. Had a nice couple of nice assists to D'Angelo Russell for threes. Got a tip-in for his second basket of the game. Just a solid overall effort for a guy playing only 12 minutes and not really kind of a guy that's in the flow of these types of games. Did you want Vucevic to go in and try and block shots? No. Stay healthy. That's priority one. Do you want him to kind of give a good showing? Yeah. And he did that. Four points, five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. All in about 12 minutes. Fucevic accorded himself very, very well, I thought, in, in, the All-Star, in the All-Star game. I thought that he did what he normally does in, in a game that doesn't fit his style of play again. He didn't take away from the team. He didn't hurt the team with bad shots or do anything like that. He just kind of played his game, and when the ball came to him, he made the right play. Maybe it being an all-star game, you want him to be a little selfish, but like I said, you turn up the best parts of, that you turn up parts of your game to 11 in these all-star games. They're like they are like wrestling events in that way. And Vucevic and the, honestly the best part of Vucevic's game has always been his self-sacrifice. His willingness to do what the team needs him to do even if it's asking him to do too much. This team with Giannis, with D'Angelo Russell, with you know all those great players on the team, even the group that he was with, Kyle Lowry, um, even the group that, that he was playing with off the bench, this team didn't need him to do that. They didn't need him to take 15 shots. They didn't need him to post up. They, they didn't even need him to barely set screens because, again, the defense wasn't going to stop anybody. And so Vucevic, when he got the ball, did what he did best. He facilitated for others. He made others a little bit better. And that's what you want to see from him. Maybe the next time around, you'll feel a little bit more adventurous and try to do a little bit, do a little bit more and, and be a little more comfortable with the, with the basketball in his hands or, or know where to find his spots. It's, the All-Star game's a different game. But... Someone asked me this as they were kind of criticizing Vucevic's statistics. I, 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 asked, I said this. There, there are two goals that come in the All-Star game. One, did anyone get hurt? And the answer to that should be no. Outside of Anthony Davis, who had a lingering shoulder issue anyway, that answer was no. And number two, did everyone have fun? And the answer to that should be yes. This game was incredible fun. From Giannis Antetokounmpo dropping 30 and soaring to the sky to get a Stephen Curry bounce pass. But he, he you know, bounced high into the air to give Antetokounmpo a chance to display his incredible athleticism. 
to Team LeBron falling behind by 13 in the first half and then coming back, storming back to win the game in the second half behind Klay Thompson and Damian Lillard dropping threes and Kevin Durant playing so consistently throughout the game. Doing all those things. You know, yes, there was a record number of three-point attempts and Team LeBron started making those threes in the second half and that's why they ended up winning the game. But it was a fun night. It's a fun evening. Could the competition level have been a little higher? Sure. But it's an all-star game. It moved. They got the game over with. No one got hurt. And everyone had a good time. And I think Nikola Vucevic had a really good time too. And I think even though his run in the skills competition was cut short, he missed his three. Nikola Jokic made his three. And that was that. Even though his stat line in the NBA All-Star game was relatively meager, Again, four points, five rebounds, two assists. I think Vucevic can probably say that he had a fantastic experience being with his family, being in that environment, in that setting, and getting a chance to be on this stage representing his team. Nikola Vucevic did the Orlando Magic very, very proud this weekend because he didn't try to be something he wasn't. He didn't try to do something that was out of the ordinary for him. He just played his game. His game didn't fit the All-Star game, but he looked good doing it. And I think Magic fans should be very proud of the way that he played. Because he put himself on that stage, put himself among that group and that crowd, and showed in many respects that he belonged. And now you hope that he can get back, hopefully wearing that same logo. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The reality is that it was never certain that Nikola Vucevic would ever be an NBA All-Star. It probably really wasn't ever in the cards. Three years ago, Vucevic got the closest that he'd gotten to being an All-Star uh, under Scott Skiles, when the Magic were at their best, at their competitive best, and he fell just short. Whether it was because that was a particularly competitive year, or the Magic just weren't close enough to the title picture, who knows. But Vucevic fell short that year, and the Magic seemingly were in this never-ending quest to replace him. After that year, they signed Bismack Biombo and acquired Serge Ibaka, and it felt like Vucevic was on the outs. In fact, Vucevic's weaknesses always felt like they were too much for him and the team to overcome, especially after the moves that those ill-fated moves that the Magic made. 
But that all changed this year. This year, Steve Clifford unlocked a new level to Vucevic's game. While so many of us here in Orlando, and, and I would, you know, although I consider myself a Vucevic fan and a Vucevic defender, I had plenty of these doubts too. This year, you know, Steve Clifford came in and told everyone, Vucevic is a really good player. You gotta you gotta appreciate the things that he can do. He causes nightmares for his opponents. I, I, I heard Bradley Beals say at All-Star Weekend when asked about Vucevic, you know, I have to play him four times a year and, and we lose sleep trying to defend him. It's probably a bit exaggeration. Everyone plays nice uh, when they're asked about other players at the, at the All-Star game. But at the, uh, at the end of the day, too, Vucevic was a very solid player. Again, a guy the Magic probably asked to do a little too much and probably still asked to do a little too much. But someone other teams have to prepare for. Someone other teams have to account for at all times. And someone that the Magic never fully utilized. Not in the way they are this year. Credit to Vucevic for continuing to expand his range out to the three-point line. Credit to the Magic for creating an offensive system that utilizes Vucevic's skills, especially his passing skill and his post-up skills, in a way that's kind of been forgotten. With so much shifting around the Magic lineup, Vucevic has been the only guy that's been left. And really the only guy that hasn't been featured the way that he's been featured this year. And everything just clicked. Everything just clicked and everything just worked for him. So he averaged a career-high 20 points per game. He's averaging a career-high 12 rebounds per game. He's averaging a career-high 3.8 assists per game. All that, plus the Magic winning, got him to this stage. Got him to the All-Star game. The moment felt a little big for him. I, I, I don't disagree there. Him being on that stage, entering the All-Star game, you could kind of see how starry-eyed he was. And he should be. It's his first All-Star game after seven years in the league. You, you, I got the distinct impression just watching him that he was kind of soaking every moment in. He was excited to be there. He wanted to experience everything the All-Star weekend could give him. You could see him hanging out on the bench during All-Star Saturday night with Dirk Nowitzki, Nikola, Nikola Jokic, and, and Luka Doncic. You could see him hanging out uh, in the locker room before the game, with with all those te- with all those players, he was truly among them. And it was, you know, probably for a lot of those guys, the first time they've been around Nikola Vucevic. Probably really the first time that that they've gotten a chance to just hang out with the dude. Hope there were some Star Wars fans, but. Vucevic still had to kind of prove that he belonged on this stage. There were doubters who questioned whether he should have been in the All-Star game, and they're wrong, but that's fine. He was certainly one of the last guys to get on the team. And and if he and if he wants to get back, it's going to be a struggle. Vucevic is probably not going to be a perennial All-Star. There will be pressure from other players, whether it's Andre Drummond, whether it's you know, players coming up, whether it's even someone on his own roster, like an Aaron Gordon or Muhammad Bamba, eventually, or Jonathan Isaac, even. There's no guarantee Vucevic ever gets back to this game. 
And so I don't blame the guy for wanting to soak in every moment, to appreciate every moment and make the events and make the game secondary to just the experience of the honor. It's an exhibition game. Who cares how you perform? Who cares what the stats say? Again, I thought Vucevic played fine, especially for this kind of a game. But more than anything else, this All-Star recognition, this All-Star weekend was a recognition of all the work Vucevic has put in. All the work that he's done toiling in Orlando where, frankly, you can count the number of nationally televised games on ESPN or TNT on probably one hand, certainly not more than two. It's probably been three or four in the last seven years. This Magic team has toiled in anonymity. This team has been completely ignored nationally, as they should be. They haven't earned it. Not until this year, at least. And so, to a national fan, they probably don't know who Nikola Vucevic is. To a casual fan, Vucevic isn't someone they've heard of very much, or they've seen very much, or they've been exposed to very much. Even in Orlando, there were the doubts from the front office, from fans. But Fucevic hasn't never lost faith in himself. He kept getting better and expanding his game. You can criticize Vucevic for a lot of things, but you can't honestly sit here and say he didn't get better every single year. You can't honestly sit here and say that he was selfish, that even though the team was shifting and changing and not giving him the stability that any young player needs, that he didn't do what the team asked him to do, but was probably best for the team even if it really wasn't. That Vucevic wasn't anything more than a happy camper that than a guy who was all about his team and his teammates. You can't sit here and say that. And so it was good to see Vucevic get his moment, as small as it might have been, to stand up on that big stage with the pyrotechnics and the smoke and everything else, and hear his name said, Nikola Vucevic, NBA All-Star. The guy worked worked hard to get this. The team worked hard to get this for him. And Vucevic had his day in the sun. He got his recognition. He got the chance, he got the ability to stand on that stage with colleagues and teammates who are the greatest basketball players in the world. It may not last very long. Who knows when it will come again for him. If it will even come again for him. This might have been a perfect storm scenario for him. The right number of guys were injured. The composition of the East was such. The Magic playing where they are. Who knows if this will turn again for him. But he stood in that national spotlight and he embraced that moment. He got, the, he got some notice and some recognition. It may not have been everything anyone wanted. He only played 12 minutes in this game and I don't believe the national, I don't believe the TNT broadcast discussed him at all. But he got that moment for a little bit. He got that spotlight for a little bit. 
It's a spotlight he and this franchise deserve. It's a, it's a spotlight that he and this franchise earned this year. And I hope he enjoyed it. I really hope he enjoyed it. I really hope he embraced every moment of it. It was a busy weekend, I'm sure. Lots of appearances. I know he did the clinic with Basketball Without Borders on Friday. Obviously, All-Star Saturday night. Obviously, the All-Star Game Sunday. Um, you know, you do a lot of promotional appearances. That All-Star weekend's all about the business of the NBA, not necessarily the game. I hope he truly enjoyed it. And I hope he gets to do it again. Because he deserves it. Got to earn it again. Don't get me wrong. He's, you don't just pencil him in next year. Got to earn it again. But I hope he gets that opportunity again. I hope it comes in a magic uniform, to be perfectly honest. Because he's done nothing but represent this team with class and, dig- and dignity. And, and he, it meant a lot to him to represent the city. I, I remember seeing a tweet from Mayor Buddy Dyer wishing him the best representing the city and representing the team in Charlotte this weekend. And again, like I said, I think he represented them very, very well. But now it's time to get back to work. Vacation continues for another two days. Wednesday night, the Magic get back to practice. And it's time to get back to work. There's a half game between the Magic and the NBA playoffs. And if the Magic really want the spotlight they deserve, they got to make the playoffs. Even if it means an NBA TV playoff series. Becoming nationally relevant again. Playing these meaningful games is still very much within their grasp. And we'll see if the Magic can grab that horn. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This year. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll have some fun stuff coming up there uh, as we finish up All-Star Recap and then also look ahead to the final quarter-plus quarter of the season as the Magic get back into action Friday against the Chicago Bulls. It's also when David Steele's inducted in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame, by the way. Um, so we'll have complete coverage of that. We'll talk a little bit more about the season coming up. I'm actually going to take tomorrow off uh, for the show for the All-Star break. So I'll be back again Wednesday. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.